Tampa Bay Buccaneers are Super Bowl 55 champions, led by Tom Brady. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. We are back with episode 65 of For Future Considerations. Lots of stories to share the last week or so. Some historic events. Uh, I think John was able to uh, get off the boat. We're going to find out about the cruise as well. Manny, John, boys, how are we doing? Good. How are you? Good. Hey, John, great great to see you. you. You got off the boat okay, huh? Yeah, yeah, it's great to be back. I ate so much food. You can't even believe it. Really? Yeah. Pizza, hamburgers, uh, what else do we have? That's all they serve on a cruise? Don't they have like octopus and (laughs) crab? Yes, we had lots of seafood too. Okay. Fantastic. And slept about 10 hours a day. Slept 10 hours a day? What? Aren't you supposed to be like a a tourist? Aren't you supposed to be out and about and seeing all the sights? Well, yeah, that's what you do with the other, what, 14 hours of the day? <laughs> you don't eat? Or 10 hours a day. The guy, the guy goes on a three-week cruise. He was actually awake for six days. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, man. You stopped in Vancouver, that lovely city. Did you like being back in Vancouver? Yeah, Vancouver was great. I took a walk in Stanley Park. Um, yeah, and then, oh, uh, yeah, wandered around. We got some food in Vancouver as well. <laughs> did you and Jill Food and recreate? sleep. That's all he did. Yep, food and sleep. That's right. You Had a great talk. recreate the picture of that uh, couple that were making out while the city was burning after they lost the Stanley Cup final? <laughs> oh, we should have done that. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, did you see next Mark time, Messier? Next time. <laughs> no, I did not see Mark Messier. Oh, oh man. This, guy, this guy wants to buy you a drink. Screw you, Messier. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, but a good but good trip? Yes, a very good trip, yeah. We had a great time. Well, right glad to, glad to have you back. Glad that you took some time out of sleeping and eating to do the <laughs> podcast last yeah. week. That's it, was, right. <laughs> uh, it was a great podcast last week. <laughs> and we, uh, Manny, had uh, maybe not a, a cruise uh, <laughs> to talk about, but we had ourselves an afternoon on Saturday at uh, Erie Shores Golf and Country Club, uh, getting an opportunity to play the Leamington Flyers annual golf tournament. Manny, outstanding cart driving as well. I think we almost flipped the things three times. <laughs> The first couple of holes. <laughs> but, they, but, do, they must do that on purpose, right? Like to put like speed bumps on the there course. Was, I'm telling you, R- Rashad, you know those little like voot, voot, voot things that you can drive over when you're getting towards a stop sign? Oh, yeah. The yeah. golf course, Manny found every friggin' one of them <laughs> on the golf course. This was like riding a Cedar Point ride. This was, <laughs> I didn't know a golf course had moguls. Yeah, it really did. 
And so much so, I almost lost Mad Speaker. Like, <laughs> it fell oh, out. We, we heard we the did. music, and Matt's like, where's the speaker? And it was 50 yards away. It was on the other <laughs> side of the fairway, face down, still pumping out the hits, though. Just ask Adam Hooper, who loved every song we played. Uh, or as they spelled his name, Adam Hoopy. Adam Hoopy. <laughs> in, in the golf tournament. It was a lot of fun. It was a we great each, time. We each had a few shots that would rank up there. You know, there's always that's what they always uh, tell me about golf. Is every time you go out and golf, there's one shot that's going to bring you back. There's just going to be one that like you're going to just hit it right and it's going to roll and and either drop in or right there and you're like, "Yeah, man, I got this figured out." And then all 80 other shots are just shit. And and I uh, I don't I still didn't have that one that brought me back. I think it's going to be a while before I maybe in the next golf tournament for the Leamington Flyers that uh, that I pick the clubs up again. Uh, it was a good tournament, a lot of fun had by all. I you know the front nine was kind of weak for us. The back nine was really good for us. If if we golfed the entire tournament as we did the back nine, I think we would have been okay. So yeah, yeah, it just took us a while to get going. Yeah, you yeah, played your way into shape. Yeah. Exactly, we're we're closers. You know, everybody can get off to a hot start, but when it's when it's on the line, that's that's when our team really steps up. Yeah, most of the material from the course that we recorded, we can't play for you. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> it was a great we, idea in theory, but <laughs> we did find one patch of good audio to get a, a Monday Night Football prediction from Adam Hooper. Welcome back to the Erie Shores Golf and Country Club, where the boys are now on the fifth hole, par three. Still struggling a little bit, hanging around par. Adam, don't call me Hoopy Hooper, continues to lead the team. As we wait for the slow pokes to get going, gives us a time to talk some football. Did you know that Adam Hooper is the biggest Packers fan we know. How do you feel after getting blown out in week one? I feel bad for the Lions in week two. <laughs> coming back home to Lambeau, the Lions coming into town, it, it could be a bloodbath. And wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what happened on Monday. The Packers pulling away in the second half and getting the victory over the Detroit Lions. And that's where we're going to start our debate format tonight. We'll talk some baseball, uh, some hockey, some soccer. Uh, Pump It or Dump It is back, but we're going to start yeah. with football. Rogers steps and fires. Adams is there and he's got it. Perfect rainbow from Aaron Rodgers. Week two of the NFL is now in the books. Uh, who do you guys like and don't like? Well, I mean, the the LA Rams continue to impress. Uh, that's that's a good team. That's a good team over there. And and we had talked about it when we were kind of previewing the NFL. Uh, that NFC West is going to be an outstanding division all the way through. Uh, and you see that, right? The the Rams are two and zero. The Cardinals are two and zero. The Forty ers are two and zero. Seattle's now one and one, last place in in that division, if you can call it last place. So uh, you know they've been outstanding. They've been uh, a, a not a surprise for me, but uh, nice to see them uh, get off to the start that they have. Carolina at two and zero is uh, is a nice start. I know Kiefer, uh, our buddy Kiefer, is thrilled with the start of the Raiders at two and zero. And then on the other side of the things, I, I think there's been some disappointments for sure. And, and I think for for anybody that's uh, you know that expects certain things uh, of uh, of 
teams that were on the cusp or, or you would expect to be in the playoffs. I think anybody that follows the Indianapolis Colts would have to be pretty disappointed with their 0-2 start. Yeah, the Colts 0-2, and now Carson Wentz is hurt. That's a disappointment for sure. Um, you know, uh, the Broncos going 2-0 and is a bit of a surprise for me. The fact that Buffalo lost to Pittsburgh in Week 1, a bit of a surprise. But that AFC North, everybody is 1-1. One and one. So that's going to be really competitive, I think, in that division. If I look at the NFC, you know, Tampa Bay looks really good. The Rams, as you mentioned, Seattle could be 2-0. They lost that game to Tennessee in overtime. Um, I'm surprised Carolina is 2-0. So uh, I'm not buying them just yet, though. I'm not a true believer in the Broncos or the Panthers just yet, even though they're off to 2-0 starts. But I do like the Raiders. I'll give the Raiders props. Their defense looks a whole lot better than it did last year. And have you guys seen the new ESPN Monday Night Football broadcast with Peyton and Eli Manning? A little play-action shot here for a touchdown. Lions to go up early. And that's about what I know. A run up the middle for one dog. Yep, nice call, Romo. Nice call. Yeah, I have. I caught a bit of it on Monday night between the Packers and and the Lions. Um, you know, uh, some people have called it a gimmick, but I don't think it's a gimmick. I think it's just a, a new way, another way to broadcast a game. Um, and 1.9 million people tuned into the broadcast on Monday night, 138% more than week one. So obviously some people like it too. I like the fact that they have some guests. Um, I just... I, I know at the end when the game got closer or when the game was close and I want to pay attention to the actual game and what's happening in the game, I flip back to the traditional broadcast um, because as much as they're talking and cracking jokes and they do bring on guests, they have they had Gronk on Monday night who I thought was really good as a guest and he was a lot of fun. There may be a little bit of a distraction there away from you know, if I'm really paying close attention to the broadcast. My Eagles play on Monday night against the Cowboys this coming week, so I'm probably going to flip between the two, but when the game gets really close, I'm going to watch the traditional broadcast. Yeah, I think it's a neat option. I did not get a chance to see any of it or, or hear any of it, uh, uh, but I, I like the idea of it. But yeah, like, like you said there, uh, Manny, I think it's going to be, um, if you're following the game, if you're getting into the, the end of it, it's time to put the conversation portion of it away and just kind of focus on the game itself. And now on to baseball. We have a listener email from Adam who writes, Hey guys, love the podcast, but you guys have been talking some smack about my Toronto Blue Jays. Matt and John don't even think they'll make the playoffs. Now that they're red hot and holding a playoff position, do you guys think they'll make the playoffs? What do you think, boys? No. (laughs) (laughs) You're still not in, eh? No, I don't buy them yet. So <laughs> they play. They got ten games left in the season. Uh, Rashad's still yeah. not buying. I, I need about 161 enough. games to to really get I an assessment. Seen enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's tough. I think they have the worst schedule of the three teams battling. Yeah, I um, think that's the problem. And you know, uh, Boston does play the Yankees head to head, right? So if somebody sweeps that series. I think it opens the door for Toronto to to get a wild card spot. 
Yeah, and I think there's two series for me that really break this down, and I think that's where we're going to be looking end of the day. That series that you're talking about that's coming up this weekend, Boston and the um, Yankees play each other. Toronto gets Minnesota. Um, Toronto is one of those teams, and John, I'm sure, would be able to echo this better than everybody. They played great against the Yankees. They play up to all these teams, but when you're playing Baltimore, when you're playing Minnesota, you're, they've, they're missing the boat this, this last month. So like that's uh, a series that I think they really have to take control over um, and hope that somebody goes uh, 3-0 and in the, the Yankees and Red Sox series. Of course, the series that follows that is, is going to be the one where they're going to play the Yankees for three games in the second last series of the year. So that's where it's going to be. Really, when you look at the, the baseball standings, I mean, the Boston is up by a game or so, I believe. The Yankees and the Blue Jays are, are alternating back and forth. It seems like, like this isn't even close to being decided yet. No. Uh, the, the one team that I feel good about saying is going to be in is Boston because Boston, yes, play the Yankees. Following that series, they play the, the Washington Nationals uh, and then they play, is it the Baltimore Orioles in the, the second last series? So they've got a pretty light last six games and they're looking at it the same way, right? The Yankees and, and Blue Jays are going to play each other. We're playing, um, we're playing Baltimore at the same time. There's a chance for us to gain some ground. So I will say that I think Boston is going to end up as the number one seed of the wild card, that they will be the home team. I, I still don't think the Blue Jays are going to get in. I think it's going to be very close, but I'm not as confident saying they're not going to get in as I was before because... I mean, you win 12 of 14 or whatever it is, obviously things change. But to me, it's going to come down to maybe even more importantly how that series against the Yankees goes for Toronto, followed up by that last three games against Baltimore. Because that's, again, a trap series for me that the Blue Jays have fallen into a trap of uh, a few times in the last month already. Yeah, really, if I think about a team that's going to play spoiler, it's Baltimore here. Balt, you know, you mentioned Boston. They After they play the Yankees, they play three against Baltimore and three against Washington. So that's why, you know, Boston sort of has an edge, as I understand it. You know, you mentioned the Jays and the fact that they finished the season against Baltimore. The Yankees don't have another series against Baltimore. They have Boston, Toronto, and Tampa Bay to end the season. So if the Yankees struggle against Boston or against Toronto, it doesn't get any easier against Tampa Bay. So I said at the beginning of the season that the Blue Jays would make the playoffs. I'm going to stick to it, and I'm going to say it's Boston and Toronto that get in. By the way, did you guys see the story the other day from Tuesday about uh, Meyer stealing Alejandro Kirk's card on how... The Jays, he slid into home plate yeah. and Kirk's card fell out. And the card explained how the Blue Jays were going to pitch Tampa Bay's batters. And Kiermaier gave the card to his manager and they wouldn't give it back to Toronto. <laughs> fair or foul, boys? More fair than or fair. foul? Yeah, more, more than, than fair. fair. If, it falls out, if it falls out and ends up on the playing surface, that's anyone's card. Right? And yep. the Blue Jays are apparently pissed. <laughs> why, as they why would. Is, as they would. I, if I'm the Blue Jays, I'd be pissed. But if I'm Tampa Bay, I'm like, why would I give up the card anyway? 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and why is why is he not wearing that flap that that all the other uh, catchers, catchers seem to do. wear that has okay. everything on there? You're carrying around a card. Hell, I can run from here to my car and lose two business cards out of my pocket if if that's what it is. Like if that's your if that's your secret, if that's that's how you're uh, you're able to pitch to these these hitters, uh, it'd be a little bit better protected than that. I, I was walking Milo the other day and found twenty bucks on the road. See. <laughs> it's mine now. That's right. <laughs> you know what I always think about this time of the year, too, just to digress a little bit? Remember all the traditionalists who didn't want the wild card? Like, this yeah. is so much fun. I yeah, love Yeah, it makes this. it way more exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, even if you go a little bit further down the standings, right, we're talking about the American League East here. Seattle is three games out or so. Oakland's two games out or so. I mean, let's not pretend that for a second year with all of the American League East teams beating the heck out of each other that somebody very well could go 9 and 1 uh, the rest of the way here and and play spoiler you know the the A's play the Angels a couple times not a very good team again no Otani pitching so they avoid that which is obviously their their best pitcher on on that team I mean Oakland is very very much a team that could go in there like I said win 9 of 10 and while the American League East is beating the hell out of each other sneak into that second spot Look at the the National League. The Atlanta Braves were out of the playoff picture badly a month before the trade deadline. They make a couple of moves. Now they're first in the NL East. They were just making moves to try to get in the wild card race. Yeah. Now they're they're leading their division. If there's no wild card, maybe that team doesn't make those moves and they sell off instead of adding to their team. And uh, we were talking about the Blue Jays, and speaking of the Jays, Josh Donaldson, a former MVP, thinks Vlad Guerrero Jr. should be the American League MVP this season over Otani. What do you guys think of that? I don't think that's going to happen at all. I know we've said on the podcast before, Vlad's only shot is to win the Triple Crown. And uh, he's he's about 10 RBIs behind, I think. Yeah. Um, with He leads batting average, leads home runs. Very slim, though. Um, even even then though, I don't know if he would win uh, the MVP. Even if he wins the triple crown, because what Otani is doing is something that's not been done since Babe Ruth. And as far as you know, the baseball writers and such that get involved. I mean, we we know who's who's greasing the wheels of Major League Baseball right now and who they're pushing. Pushing like they're pushing Shohei Otani oh, like 100%. like wild here. So yeah. yeah, I mean, he is. Let's just say the equivalent of Vladimir Guerrero offensively and numbers wise you also bring in the fact that he's like when he's healthy and when he's when he's on he's a top 10 pitcher in the american league like it's it's unheard of he is the the best athlete that the game has right now and and he's finally come out and he's had good seasons on both sides which I never expected, and I still don't expect even after this. But for me, I think the one thing that's getting clouded in this, and if I'm voting, I'm going to be putting Vlad Guerrero Jr. third on my list. Because what Salvador Perez is doing in Kansas City, essentially by himself, is unbelievable. One of the, if not the greatest season by a catcher offensively that we've ever seen 
on a bad Kansas City Royals team. I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine this week, and it's one of those, what if you had taken Vlad Guerrero Jr. out of the Blue Jays? Would be they be any good? Yeah, they'd still be all right. They'd still be fine. But you're looking at Shohei Otani without a full season of Mike Trout, who there's no reason to pitch to Shohei Otani in that lineup, and he's still doing what he's doing. And even more so, there's less reason to pitch to Salvador Perez with the Kansas City lineup, and he's still doing what he's doing. So for me, if I'm going to get a vote, I'm going Shohei 1, Perez 2, especially playing catcher and and being an excellent catcher that he is, uh, and Vlad 3. So, and 46 home runs for Perez. He now holds the record, topping Johnny Bench's mark. Uh, you know, that that's a fair conversation. I would have Otani 1 and Vlad 2. Can you believe what we just saw? This is incredible. You know, guys, I got to be honest. I have goofball. Unbelievable. Oh, my God. And more baseball talk in a moment, but now it's time for your play of the week, picked by you, our listeners, and social media followers. We had a runaway winner this week. It was a hockey goal scored by Windsor Spitfires rookie Ethan Miedema, and uh, that beat out the other three really fantastic plays. Wow, you you pronounced that name better than I did on hockey TV. (laughs) That's Uh, what we heard. (laughs) I actually practiced. (laughs) Nice. We don't have audio of the goal because it happened in an exhibition game and we don't have the audio from hockey TV. But he basically dangled through the defenseman, put the stick in between his legs as he was going right. He put the stick between his legs and shot the puck left to beat the Sarnia goaltender. It was an unbelievable goal. Amazing goal. Uh, And deservedly gets our play of the week. And it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Is, is that what you guys had? I did have something different. I was one of the six people that uh, that didn't vote for, for that goal. I tell you that. Yeah, uh, I really like five people that vote, and uh, <laughs> I I really like the DJ Graham interception, the one handed catch. Yeah, I think that might be the best football play I've ever seen. Yeah, diving backwards, one hand makes the interception. Unbelievable and play! It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a landslide victory for that boy. Yeah, too bad the liberals couldn't get one of those, eh? <laughs> well, you can see the video if you do want to see it on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, again, we will do the poll, uh, and we'll see that again next Monday. So we'll count up all the plays of the week. If you have suggestions during the week, add us as well, and or send those to us so we can uh, add those into the mix. But we'll put the poll out on Monday, and we reveal the uh, winner of next week's on episode 67. Yeah, you can see all the plays that were up for candidates for plays of the week. And even though you can't vote on it, you can let us know if you which play you think was the best. The meet a goal, the Graham interception. There was a Hail Mary pass in there and a baseball catch, too, by Cedric Mullins. Our play of the week every week is brought to you by London Awnings, quality that shows. And some hockey news, Jonathan Drouin's self-imposed absence from the Montreal Canadiens appears to be over. He's come out and said his anxiety and mental health was the reason they, that he had to step away for uh, 36 games, after 36 games last season, I should say. Uh, do you think this will become more and more common among athletes? Yeah, I think so. Like, uh, I think the pressures uh, of being an athlete is, we're going to see more stories about this. We saw it at the Olympics with Simone Biles. Uh, I'm I'm not shocked that that's the reason why Jonathan Drouin 
um, missed so much time last season with the Montreal Canadiens, especially playing in that market, right? Montreal's not the easiest hockey market. So the fact that he had anxiety, he hadn't scored in 12 games, uh, you know, he talked about how he wasn't sleeping and you're trying to play back-to-back games in the NHL. That just ruins your body and does ruin your mind. I'm not surprised by that. But I do think it's going to become more and more commonplace. Yeah, for, for sure. And I mean, this is, you know, we glamorize it. We do podcasts about it. We we talk about it all the time. I mean, this is Jonathan Druin's job. Like, if it's his job that's stressing him out, if, if you know, if I'm an insurance broker and my job is stressing me out and, and I need to take a step away, I mean, ultimately, this is just my job. Like, you, you've got to take care of yourself. You've got to take care of your family. You've got to make sure you're in a, the right headspace to to attack the day and and, you know the job doesn't really matter so yeah i mean we see uh athletes uh, stepping away i i encourage that i'm glad that they're doing that for themselves i would expect that we are going to see more because now it's not something that people should be ashamed of or or hide behind um and yeah i I fully support the the idea behind it and i and i hope that the people that uh, feel that this is their their best way to help themselves and get a chance to step away from their job to to center themselves and and make themselves uh in a better state as a person then uh, more power to them are you ready now it's time for rapid fire let's continue with the theme of hockey the arizona coyotes have announced the return of their kachina jerseys what do you guys think of them as the arizona coyotes have to start winning they have to start winning this is dumb guys it's not that good looking of a jersey you've done this already you haven't been around that long why don't you put a good team on the ice stop worrying about getting logos of jerseys that nobody are gonna nobody's gonna buy it's it's retro it's cool not when you bring it back to be now again your logo again from back in the day when you know you first were relevant or your first move to arizona or whatever it was for me i don't care i never liked the jersey and they've had more jersey changes in their time with in phoenix or in arizona than they have winning seasons shut up and put a good team on the ice and don't worry about the jersey you can go out in a tim Timbits jersey that just says Timmy's on the back. If you're going to play a little bit better than you are already, start wearing those instead of these stupid jerseys that don't even make sense. Wow, bitter. I like the jersey. (laughs) 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 I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna take the other side. So after Matt's soliloquy there, I'm just gonna take the other side, just to be contrary. It's a great jersey. Like it talks about, it has the 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 American traditional colors, the native tradition in the Arizona desert. It's fabulous. It's a great jersey. I loved it when Jeremy Ronick wore that jersey. Glad they're bringing it back. Yeah, everybody loved it when the when Jeremy Ronick was wearing it and Keith Kachuk were wearing it because they were actually winning. They were actually a successful team. Listen, they need to market the team too. To who? Nobody cares. They should have moved out of there five years ago. They can't even get a friggin' arena figured out for that place. Nobody wants them there. They have a new arena announced. What are you talking about? Where are you going to put them? Portland? Come on. (laughs) 
I think we've owned the Arizona Coyotes. Nobody wants them. Listen, if we owned the Arizona Coyotes, we'd put a better team on the ice. <laughs> and we'd have a lot better than these shitty jerseys they're trying they're to bring back They're great jerseys. Amazing. <laughs> They've worn these jerseys three times. They've been around since 1996. Guess what we're bringing back again, boys? Oh, great. This dog-looking thing. Get real. Listen. Get rid of it. Listen, Phil Kessel has never looked slimmer in these jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm looking at? Arizona Coyotes, a.k.a. Phoenix Coyotes, 1996-97. Stanley Cups won zero. Stanley Cup final appearances, zero. You know how many jerseys this team has had? This team's had like 16 jerseys. <laughs> Maybe their marketing department should start going through the draft. <laughs> they might have better success hitting on it. They were so popular dating back to 2003. Come on. Yeah, it's- so we're Furbies. Nobody cares about <laughs> Furbies anymore. They're going to make a comeback. They you watch. Will. Everything old is new again. That's why this is the greatest jersey. Voted the greatest in Arizona sports history. You know, we just discovered, man, he's got a shit ton of Furbies in a closet somewhere. He's really banking on them. Coming I oh, am really? totally. Are they, are they back? Are they big? Yeah, I'm making a ton of money, boys. Greatest oh jersey God. in Arizona sports history. My God. John can't even get out the next question. He's laughing so hard. Oh, man. Uh, Ryan Braun has announced his retirement from baseball. Uh, do you guys think he's a Hall of Famer? No, no he's not a Hall no. of Famer. Oh, come on. No. I want, I want to, I'm going to say yes just to be contrary. <laughs> Those are the stupidest jerseys I've ever seen. <laughs> no, Ryan Braun is not a Hall of Famer. No, I mean, let's let's put the uh, the issues that he's had uh, as far as the the steroids and such behind, or the, his name coming up on the list. I mean, he had four, uh, I guess it would have been five outstanding seasons as a rookie. He has not been an impactful player in about four or five years. He's got one MVP award. He's got a rookie of the year. I mean, there's there's nowhere near enough. To, to get him into uh, any sort of conversation. We've talked about the, the Baseball uh, Hall of Fame before, and, and it's a difficult place to get in. And, I mean, he's still under 2,000 career hits. He's an under 300 batting average. He's at 350 career home runs. I mean, none of this, none of this is standing out to me as far as uh, a guy that would, would get any sort of luck for the Hall of Fame. He's fringe at best for the Hall of Fame, although maybe his number gets retired in Milwaukee eventually. I don't even know if that would be done, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, he is a guy, and and you know, and I think we've had this conversation before. He's a guy that when the whole um, uh, steroid scandal was coming out, there's just some names that seem to slip through the cracks, and nobody really mentioned, and nobody really you know made a big deal out of it. And and I mean, he was he was one of them for sure. Uh, that uh, that seemed to be a guy that his name came up on the list, and there were a bunch of guys on the list, but nobody. Yet, from what I know, has uh, has put any sort of uh, real attention to that. Uh, he he seems like he kind of skipped uh, skipped the line on that. And Major League Baseball has announced the extended leave for Trevor Bauer will be extended through the rest of the season. Will he ever pitch again? Oh, I think he'll pitch again. Uh, obviously not this year, and maybe not even next year. I think his 
this is like a Deshaun Watson thing all over again. His court process uh, needs to be decided before uh, before anything happens. Yeah, uh, I I agree, and and Major League Baseball better have a, ga- a damn good reason to to bring him back too. Um, you know, this is this is not a story that we've heard a ton about uh, over the last little bit, uh, and I'm I'm sure it's just working itself through the courts and stuff. But I mean, Major League Baseball of, of anybody, this is probably the easiest decision that Rob Manfred and his team had to make. I mean, there's been nothing made of this court case anymore. There's no reason for Major League Baseball to bring him back, and and I don't think that's uh, that that was even uh, a conversation piece at the office to be honest with you yeah it shouldn't have, it should have been a non-debate decision right it should have been rubber stamped really fifa is proposing to hold the world cup every two years instead of every four what do you guys think wow as much as i love the tournament the world cup um you know i i don't think you need to do it every two years i know why they're doing it they feel it's a bit outdated, but you can update that tournament by having more countries in the actual tournament. Um, you know, Europe already has its Euro Championship uh, every two years in between. Uh, and I know UEFA, the Europe governing soccer body, is going to be up in arms about this because basically FIFA is trying to push them out here and push out their own tournament. Um you know, FIFA wants more control, obviously. They want more money, obviously. Everything's about money. Um, I like it every four years. Yes, I, I agree. Maybe the format's a little bit outdated. Just invite more countries to participate. That would spice it up. Yeah, I think with Euro in there, you don't need it every two years. You already have a major tournament that everyone is talking about every two years. Right. Uh, But, you know, FIFA's like, well, Brazil's a really good soccer country. Argentina, you know, they're they're planning to hold the tournament in the U.S., Canada and Mexico soon. Those people aren't in Europe, but I don't have a problem with the tournament being every four years. And I'm looking forward to the fact uh, that it is in the U.S., Canada and Mexico soon. And I'm not concerned that it's going to be two years earlier. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm the same way. Yes, you're missing some of those teams with with Euro, um, where that wouldn't be participating. Absolutely, but the the that to me doesn't seem like any reason to shorten or or make this uh, even more frequent. And how would that even schedule? Like, if you're going to do the Euro every two years and the World Cup every two years, I mean, what are you going to do in between? Yeah, and you you make a good point there. Like the actual club teams maybe missing some of their best players for up to two months. Yeah. That's that's not going to be good. Like, it, 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 you know, compare it to the NHL. All these teams are going to lose their players to play in world tournaments uh, every two years. And they, no, that's not going to fly. And now it's time for Pump It or Dump It. This request is from Cordell, who writes, Hey guys, you profiled the new Drake album. What about the new Kanye album and his first release, Hurricane? Well, Cordell, here it is. Dropped out of school, but I'm the one at Yale. 
Made the best tracks It still went off the rail Kanye performs this song with The Weeknd and Lil Baby So fellas Pump it or dump it uh, I don't like it guys No <laughs> Nope I, I do not like it Come on Matt Be contrary Look I'm a I'm a big fan of The Weeknd I, I like everything that he comes up with. I think he's got a great voice. I think this song is garbage. I don't. <laughs> I don't get it. There's. It's. It's. Wow, oh, man. No, it's the not best, good at all. The best part of the song is when Kanye is not on it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> that's when the weekend like, and little baby is on it. Yeah. When yeah. when Kanye comes on it, I'm like, oh, this is garbage. Yeah. Not. <laughs> Not great. Let's just call this song the Arizona Coyotes of the music industry. <laughs> the jersey is way better. Look, they should have listen. This song had a chance if they put the Kachina jersey as the logo for the song and the album. Wow, unbelievable! You know what else is unbelievable? Since 1996-97, when the Phoenix Coyotes came into existence, <laughs> they have won 26 playoff games. That has nothing to do with the jersey. Playoff games. The jersey looks great. Why are you trying to remember <laughs> a time that you were still not good? Because they're worse now. You gotta bring back the good vibes. <laughs> and I guess that does it for rapid fire. We're gonna end it there. We're <laughs> <laughs> shots out enough. We're shots out enough. He doesn't want any more. He's still tired. He was in this calm, peaceful, zen place on his cruise, <laughs> sleeping for 22 hours. He comes back to, to this, just screaming like the kids are finally, mom and dad are home, and the kids have just been <laughs> climbing the walls. We're about to get grounded. That's what's going to happen, man. We're about to get grounded. <laughs> You're what grounded, and I'm look? doing the show solo next week. Yeah, I was going to say, what does that look like on the podcast? He <laughs> just sort of... <laughs> turns our mic <laughs> he turns our mics off and another <laughs> you <laughs> oh man oh that was a lot of fun boys We're not done though we got another one coming up this week right I know I know We've got a we got a storyteller this week, boys. The, the overtime uh, this week OT episode second episode of the week drops Friday. Set your alarms. This is going to be worth waking up to. The dulcet tones and great storytelling dulcet. of one Windsor area Windsor area reporter Bob Belichico is going to join us this week. Oh man. And if you haven't listened to our previous podcasts, you can always go back and have a listen to our debate programs and hold our feet to the fire on our hot takes. Yeah, you can go back and listen to our two episodes last week that we talked about earlier. Great, great connection that we've made with some of our listeners as they shared some of their favorite sports memories and experiences. John, you did a great job with the audio, reliving some of those moments. And you know what cool. was really cool about that, too, is um, some of the, the memories on these people. It's like, yeah, and in uh, this inning, this happened, and I go back, and sure enough, yep, right in that How inning. About and, that, oh, eh? Ron McLean said this when he interviewed him on the ice. Yep, he yeah. did. Yeah. Wow. And if, don't worry about the cicadas that play in the background as we recorded outside last week. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I'm like sweating over here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> See, the Arizona jersey. I, I got me all wound that up. De- that debate got you all wound up. It sure or, did. 
Or maybe it was you thinking about the dulcet tones of Bob Bellachico coming oh, up on the, man. On the OT. <laughs> they don't just call him Cheeks for no reason. Woo! <laughs> In the meantime, hop onto our social media channels, Podcast FFC on Twitter and Instagram, for future considerations on Facebook as well. Drop us a comment. What's your favorite jersey and what's your least favorite jersey of all time? And I'll send you five bucks if you say it's Arizona, just to throw it back in Manny's face the next time. Oh, man. You're going to pay them if they say Arizona is their favorite jersey? Is there is their least is their least least favorite least favorite least favorite okay least favorite got it although I'm I'm now thinking about titles for the upcoming episode of the OT like a, a cheeks between three thorns or <laughs> <laughs> those hurt <aren't> pillows <laughs> hey that's what you can do. You need to be it. careful with that name because uh, that's going to end up being uh, <laughs> for future considerations at night. After, after dark. Or what is after it? After, after dark. dark. That's what yeah. we're doing. Uh, right, Rashad, you like getting emails. Why don't you come up with some titles with the nickname Cheeks in there somewhere, right? They can email us, right? Right? Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, definitely. Send us some emails um, at fourfutureconsiderations at gmail.com. As always, we want to thank our sponsors, London Awnings, Quality That Shows. And a guy who's not seen a pair of cheeks he didn't like, Shane Tobolovic of Next Level Athletics in Windsor. He, he's a fitness guy. He's an instructor, guys. <laughs> Specializing in sport training and nutrition. I don't know what, what I don't know what's wrong with you guys. I'm trying to plug our sponsor here. Oh man! <laughs> uh, you think Bob will have any good Shane stories? Oh, I don't man. know. Bob would absolutely has some good Shane stories. I don't know. If he we're won't get tell them out of him. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he won't tell us. Oh, He's too geez. nice a guy. He won't do it. Well, you can uh, you can find out if he does. <laughs> Remember to tune into the OT this week, and uh, thank you again for listening to Four Future Considerations. That was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. In my opinion, that sucked. Their mentality's awful. Their attitude's awful. It's been their mo for the last three years. Tonight, I saw and heard one of the most disgusting, rudest, sick demonstrations in my entire career. Probably the worst. It's garbage, and the editor that let it come out is garbage. You're still here? It's over. Go home.